what is going on welcome to the offside chat um we are here now for this week's latest edition of the offside chat i'm joined in the studio today by ed how are you ed my friend i'm good my brother it's been a minute yeah i'm back in the studio now you're back it's good to have yeah. you back my bro thank you brother and we also have a very special guest i think it's his um first appearance this season yeah it's his season he, debut his season debut um it is kieran uh, spurs fan how are you my bro yeah all good thanks how's it going chaps kieran how's it good bro how's it going brother yeah good obviously uh yeah i think it's my third appearance ever first one this season i had to take a bit of a break after my last appearance after <laughs> my, uh, my predictions before the game but I'm, I'm, i think i'm ready to come back now yeah no perfect perfect you must be on cloud nine which will obviously lead us into our first um convo but you must personally be on cloud nine at the moment with tottenham hotspur yeah, absolutely buzzing, obviously. Um, it, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's it, it sort of come out of nowhere. Um, we weren't expecting this at all when, when Postacoglu got, um, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I personally wasn't expecting this this kind of response when Postacoglu came in. Um, I was actually worried that the fans were probably going to get on his back fairly quickly um, mm. after he came in. That was my main concern. But um, yeah, no, this has been unexpected. But uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable so far. So no complaints from me at all. It has been. And we're going to kind of start off on there, like the new Spurs revolution. Mm. Um, I think we've got to call it that because of um, how last season in regards to how the season before ended Champions League football obviously signing some you know uh, players Basuma coming in Richarlison coming in obviously Kane staying at that time um, Son had a fantastic season so we were again expecting them to kind of push on with Conte but it didn't really end up that way finishing 8th um, and a disappointing season uh, for all um, who are you know attached to Tottenham Hotspur it was doom and gloom Obviously, Harry Kane leaving in the summer. I think that was the big elephant in the room. Is he going to go? Is he going to stay? After he left, quite a lot of fans um, probably thought, you know what? We'll, we'll give Eddie's credit here. Something that he doesn't do, but I'll do. I'll give him his credit in a second. Nasty guy. But um, yeah, a lot of fans probably thought, you know, they're probably going to drop down a level. The season isn't done yet, but um, Ed did make a point. He did say that, you know, sometimes when you do lose your talisman or your main man, sometimes the rest of the team, it can kind of galvanise people. People kind of realise that I don't have to just give this person the ball. Maybe they can have a little bit more freedom. I know Ed has said that about, obviously, you remember when Henri left and then Adebayor stepped up. So fair play to you on that one. Um, you did say that. But it's literally been a fantastic start for um, everyone at Spurs. But let's, let's just start off first. Um, what are your first impressions of Ange, um, Keir? I love him. <laughs> A hopeless romantic, then I see. <laughs> no, he's, um, he's just—he's got—he hasn't put a foot wrong yet. In, in since he's come in, everything he's said um, has, has been sort of—you know—I'm sure he's had maybe some training in this, or maybe it comes naturally. But everything he said has appealed to us as fans. Uh, it's, it's what we've wanted to hear after, you know, a couple of managers in a row. Obviously, Nuno in there as well, but, but Jose followed by Conte. Um, was two managers who gave the distinct impression that they, they felt like they were doing Tottenham a favour just by turning up to work. Um, so to have a manager who, who's open and honest about the fact that he's delighted to be here is, is very nice. He handled the Harry Kane thing uh, expertly. That could have gone... So I think that could have gone a lot worse, a lot more sour between the club and the fans. But I think mm. he handled it really well. Obviously, the results have helped. But just, just the way he handles um, pressure and situations with the press so far has been, has been excellent and the football's been nice as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got no complaints about it. I'm sure there'll be, there'll, there'll be a, rock, a rocky patch at some point. It's coming at some point. But, um, and we'll see how that, how that goes and how he deals with that. But um, mm. so far... Yeah, I'm just, I'm just delighted with him. Ed, what's your, what's your thoughts on him so far? Yeah, I think he's done well, to be fair. You know, he came in, uh, there was a bit of an upheaval at the club. Your, your best player's gone. Fans are wondering what's going on with the club at that board level and mm. things like that. So he, when you look at, for instance, Ten Hag and what he had to deal with and how he handled it expertly, but it kind of fell off the cliff pretty quickly. It hasn't gone that way for... Uh, and sorry mm. and yeah I think he's a likeable guy that's what makes it even better for him that he doesn't come across like um, a bit of a prickly character mm. he's laid back he's easy going and I think you can see that energy transmitted to the to the mm. players they want to play for him they are playing for him the football is somewhat attractive I think it's high risk high reward mm. I don't think it's sustainable but if you ask every Spurs fan um, 
what they would have wanted for the season, this is it. Mm. You know, they're, they're winning most of their games. They're top of the league. Every test they've come through. And yeah, it's, it's as good as it's going to get for Spurs currently. Mm-hmm. Now, can they maintain it throughout the season? Remains to be seen. And, but and, yeah. in, in October, if you ask every Spurs fan, would you be top of the league three points clear? Five. Is it five actually? See, five. Yeah, currently. Been, currently right now. They would have yeah. bitten your hand off. Yeah. You know, uh, every new signing has acclimatised well. Mm-hmm. Mickey van der Ven looks like a player. Son's rejuvenated as, as the number nine. Mm. Madison, listen, no more needs to be said. He's playing out of his socks. Now it's just a case of strengthening in January and trying to maintain his level. Mm. But yeah, Spurs should be happy, man. Yeah. Now, um, definitely, I think with Ange, um, Pastor Cogley, he has come across uh, very well. Yeah. Personally, yeah, I haven't. Um, sometimes you do look at uh, managers and you do find them slightly irritating. But I think we need to add something here. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him on a losing streak. Yeah, it's all good true. when you're winning. Yeah. You, do you remember? Because Conte did this as well. When he was winning three in a row and stuff, he was fine. Was he it's, fine? I thought he was. It's only when they started to lose. Uh-huh. And then that's when, <laughs> you know, Conte. oh, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, they win. Oh, my God, I'm at the right place. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy. You, but when they're losing... What, what, with Conte and Mourinho, you never quite knew. Even if they're winning, there's always that's something. Just bad that's just, that's just, yeah. They need that edge, right? That's 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 true. But Spurs, you did mention that Ed, that Spurs are playing um, somewhat entertaining football. Now, Kieran, um, being a Spurs fan and knowing you, um, you did buy into Conte Ball. You know, um, it's allegedly you have said, you know that as long as you win at all costs and you're winning and it, and and that style of football brings you a trophy, you are happy with that. Shall we revisit that um, stance? Have you changed now? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we probably should really. Um, <laughs> you got to remember, we just come out of Pochettino, um, which which wasn't wasn't dissimilar to what we're going through now. Really, obviously, this is, this is concentrated with with Ange, just concentrated into a much shorter time frame. But we we all love Pochettino. We love the football he played. He got he got ninety minutes away from from the biggest uh, success in Tottenham's history. Um, so we, we and we've done that, and I think everyone sort of collectively agreed. Fans, club, players, everyone, even Pochettino himself, they just hadn't quite worked, and it wasn't going to. So after that, everyone accepting the five years of, of pretty football, you know, really good players, exciting games, and, and all that hadn't worked then it was it did feel a bit like well let's just get someone who can win any trophy in then mm. and Mourinho got three days away from having a shot to be fair to him so I never really have too much bad that bad about Mourinho um, and then Conte it, it felt like if we got him then yeah something would happen but um, learn the hard way that it it just does. It just doesn't fit with with Spurs and, and who mm-hmm. the fans are, and yeah, and, and, and who the manager is. They clearly just that, that type of manager clearly doesn't want to work for for Tottenham or for Levy or for this fan base. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was learning the hard way. But yeah, I completely uh, regret going down that road of a trophy at any cost. Uh, it was boring, and I ended up hating hating watching Tottenham. <laughs> so it was yeah, it was learning the hard way. But I'm no, glad no. that we're back on the track now. You, you you got your trophy. You got your fourth place trophy. So you, you can't you can't say it's all doom and gloom, because remember when you beat us at your ground to get fourth, that was one of the best days in your lives, right? And well, no, let's not be carried away. Oh, oh, oh no, we, we were in the group. That no, no. ten game run when we went ten games and pulled you up. However many points it was, four, five, six points, or whatever. Over ten games and then pitch you right about right at the end, including beating you uh, uh, at our ground. That was an enjoyable run, whether it was Conte <laughs> football or not. So, you know, I won't I won't take that away from him. That was impressive from Conte that run, but that was it. We, you know, the rest of the, those ten games don't stack up against the other seventeen months we had of him. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair enough. What what we got to talk about is the elephant in the room. It was a, I know he is your best player. In your in Spurs history, you've said that quite a few times. I don't think you've said it as much as me, though. I don't know if who likes Kane more, whether it's Nabert or Kieran. I don't know. I think that's still up for debate. But I would say that you have said he's your greatest of all time. How was how painful was the loss? Of course, when everyone's bantering and you know, but like for you personally, because sometimes when you're dealing with other football fans, it's vicious, isn't mm-hmm. it? So sometimes you have to put on a brave face. But now he's gone. Look, if things are going well. I just want you to be honest, Kieran. How painful was it for him to go for you? Uh, well, I was I was desperate for Kane to stay, and uh, and it was unfortunate that this 
saga played out so sort of publicly as it did using the press and uh, from both sides. Mm. So for a long time, because of Tottenham's games they were playing in the press, I believed he was going to stay as well. And when it came out the day before the season kicked off that he was not going to stay and he wasn't going to be playing and he was gone, yeah, mm. it was it was rubbish. To be like, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> but um, you know, what can you say? You put on a brave face, though, Kieran. You 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 played a blinder on the group chat, though, because I would have never known. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got it. What am I going to do? You're not going to stop supporting your club because of it. But no, he was. You know, he's the player I've enjoyed watching most of Tottenham over the years. That, that still stands. I understand why he went. I think he should have gone two years ago. So it's nice to get those extra two years, even mm. though the football it was a bit of a waste. But um, but no, yeah, it, it, it's horrible to see a player uh, who's, who's that much of a legend to the club, could have been even more of a legend, but obviously chose to go a different way with it, understandably. Mm. But yeah, no, it was, a, it was a horrible day. And at that point, it did seem very doom and gloom, and, oh, we're going to finish 10th in the league at best. And it had, had Sonny still got the goals in him, but luckily mm. it seems like he has. Um, no, it was a horrible day, and we've been through it a few times with players we've loved. Robbie Keane decided he, he, he supported oh, the Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, that worked out great for him, didn't it? <laughs> but he was back by <laughs> January. Oh yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, no, he came back. He came back six months later. It was he was mad. But um, yeah, yeah, we've been, we've been through it times. Gareth Bale as well. So you sort of get used to it. But um, so, so Campbell. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, before we go back to Kieran, um, Ed, in regards to the loss of Kane, we have to give uh, Eddie's credit here. As I said, look, I am actually doing the right thing. And sometimes oh. in life in football, you we, should give we, people. We have to give you your, your credit. Uh, you want to work? Why? Go on. You told Kieran from June, listen, Kieran, Bayern are going to get their man. Kieran said, no way, he's going to stay. Bayern are not a big club anymore. Why would he leave to go to Germany? Nobert said, listen, Kieran, they're going to get their man. Don't listen to what the rumours are saying. Don't listen to the press. Don't even listen to what Spurs or Kane is saying. They're going to get their man. He was, no, 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 no. I watched and I watched and I watched. And what happened? A fateful August day. There's a picture <laughs> of Kane in a black cab going to Bavaria hmm. in a suit. And next thing you know, you see all these social media posts. He's putting on the kit. Harry Kane number nine. I think he even tried a dodgy bit of German. Hmm. And he was in Germany. He was in Bayern Munich. I mean, yeah, look, I knew that was going to happen just from, you know, certain rumours. I just thought they've got, it's got too much legs in here and I think they would have walked away um, with that. But thank, thank you, Ed. But I'll give you your credit now in regards to um, Spurs and how they're playing because you did say that, you know, by losing it, this could galvanise the team, the same thing. Why did you think that this was going to happen this season with it? Because so far, you've been right. I didn't think it would be this good. <laughs> you hoped it would be this good no I, I didn't think it was going to be this good I just thought hmm I've seen this before we lost Henri our greatest ever player and that season the Premier League's greatest ever player ever. our greatest ever player and the Premier League's greatest yes, ever player you're, yeah. you're correct yeah Yeah. and Adebayo stepped up Van Persie had a little cameo he mm. galvanised uh, Fabregas he turned into a leader that season and we were winning at a canter. We were points clear. And then obviously a fateful day in February. We go up 2-0 at Birmingham. Eduardo uh, gets his leg broken. And I think he just rocks the squad. Mm. And to be fair, it was a young squad. And they weren't quite used to winning that way. But the youthful exuberance, the not having to play to Henri stands all the time. I think mm. the pressure just was relieved from the, the players so now there. you're saying with Spurs now you're seeing not similar but you're not similar but you can you can draw parallels hmm. because for two or three years Pep even said it as well he said it quite derogatorily if that's even a word he said <laughs> the Harry Kane team hmm. and I think he was tongue in cheek but he was also right he said everything goes through him hmm. and now you can see it Madison is relishing being the, the, the creative hub of the team Son is got his goals again I think Hulu needs to uh, hurry up and join the party, but the less of him, the better. But you can see there's a freedom. Mm. Pape Sar is, is looking reborn. Fisuma <laughs> is looking every bit the player that we thought he was when he left Brighton. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mickey van der Ven is looking like a, 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 a baller, a, a Rolls-Royce type defender. 
Vicario, even though he's facing way too many shots on goal, he's looking. He's got. What, yeah. I think he's got the highest percentage, um, save percentage mm. in the league. Mm. But again, you can't be facing that many shots on goal. Mm. You're averaging twelve a game. It's got to give. Mm. But yeah, like I said, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Everyone's saying, "Oh, they're going to finish ninth, 10th. Mm. Spurs, even last year, player for player, weren't an eighth best. Oh no, definitely they weren't. Not, they were no. playing below their standards. Yeah. yeah. And this, I don't even care for Spurs, but I, I, I was trying to be okay. Let me be an objective fan for of football. Why would you say there's been vicious rumours people calling you a Spurs fan? Yeah, man, there's, there's, there's some nasty work saying that I'm a closet <laughs> Spurs fan. I rate them. No, 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 no. I was just saying, listen, player for player, they're a decent side. They're not mm. as good as other teams at the very best. Mm. But last season was more aberration than it was the standard. Mm. Because yeah. they, they've all, like, for the past 10 years, they've been at the very worst or fourth or fifth best team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And they've been a top four team. Mm. More so than no, even us. I think. Listen. Um, no, you've you've raised definitely some good points. I think um, before we go to Kieran, because we're going to see what his expectations uh, are for the season. But I think yeah, Van der Ven, very good. Yeah. Very quick. I've yes. been Very impressed with him. Very good. Nice. Good. He seems like a very nice guy as well. That's that's the thing. But really like him. Very very rapid actually. Yeah. Because um, you so know, I've seen, pace. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Very very good. I think Basuma's playing excellent. Mm. Madison is. Doing what he want is is in his food, but for me, the one that I, I have always rated him, of course, and he's always annoyed me as an Arsenal fan he's and a son. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. an annoy because he's just so good. You know, I was shocked last season when he went on that run and, and he, it wasn't quite working for him. But for to play on the left and that has been your position in the Premier League, reigning in goals season in season out, and then now being told to play as a striker. And honestly, even Kieran when he's got his back to goal, I just think, God, don't let him turn. And he will just turn. I think the I think it was the finish. Um, which finish was it? You played Monday night, didn't you? Was it Fulham? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just knew what was going to happen <laughs> once he turned. He's just, honestly, he is a fantastic player. So, look, we've all been raining our compliments on um, the Spurs players. Obviously, the manager as well has been doing very well. What are your expectations, Kieran? Because um, sometimes you get carried away only before a North London derby, mm. but now there's not a North London derby. What are your expectations for the rest of the season? So, before we kicked the ball this season, I said I'd be happy with top. I'd be happy with top six. Didn't necessarily expect it. That's what I'd have been happy with. But it's different uh, now, Kieran. Yeah, so it's shifted now significantly. So uh, I'd be really happy. I'd be really happy with top four. I don't see any reason why we can't get top four uh, currently. Mm-hmm. With the start we've had, you know, we're, we're already on the right tracks, um, and we're a cool away for the season. So at some point, it's going to become an expectation that we should get top four. But um, I, I'm at the point of thinking we, we can we can get it. And, yeah. Why are you not in a title race? Uh, well, you tell me. No, you're just, no. I'm asking you. And I, 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 I'm undecided yet, but I'm, I'm looking at you. You're, you're, you're at currently, of course, when the pod comes out, we can listen to it. But look, you, you know, you put a marker down, five points clear, you know, playing fantastic football, one game a week as well. So um, things are going your way. Why not a title race? Uh, well, I think we are currently in a title race. We're currently leading the title race, but uh, I think we have got too much reliance on individual players through the squad. We have with very little backup. So, okay. if we keep relatively injury-free, I think we will be in a title race. Mm. But um, if we were to lose any one of Son, Madison, uh, Romero, Van der Ven, or Vicario, that's a lot of people. Sumo <laughs> as well. I know you've got. We ain't got backup. We ain't got backup to any of them, really. Basuma, there's Hoiberg, who I suppose is a good backup player. Um, now, it's not at the level of Basuma, but he's just saying he's, a, he's the number two. Okay, yeah, you know, like, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as a but backup in great, the squad. Yeah. Uh, but not, not as a director of replacement. But, you know, that's, that's the sort of level of backup you'd, you'd want as a as your reserve player. Mm. But, um, you know, imagine if Madison gets injured. We have the Celso coming in, who will probably have the odd good uh, good performance, but he won't he won't carry the team when the uh, multiple times. I think Son is the one now. I think that's that's the one for me. Yeah, yeah, Son think... well. yeah, yeah. yeah, well, he's going away in January. That's the thing. Son Son's going to play in, in Asia in, in January. The Asia Cup. It's in January. Yeah. 
Sunny, yeah. Okay, the African nations and yeah. That'll be interesting. Good luck. Right. Now, Kieran, um you knew a question of it like this was going to come. So when is the trophy coming? You are considered a big club. You would say you're, you're a big club. Everybody knows Spurs are a big club. As I said, you have performed Champions League not too long ago. Um, always in and around the top four. So we have to judge you by the same standards of a big club. When is the trophy coming? Because you, you, sometimes Spurs fans get their back up. Yes, I'll be honest with you. I do use it as a weapon when I ask people about, you know, I'll admit that now and then I'll get back to my same nasty behaviour um, on the group chat. But, you ha if you know, to be considered as a big club and you've got the size of the stadium, the fan base, the plays you've had there, you've had world-class plays there, but when is the trophy coming? Because would you admit it's not good enough for that size of that club to not be lifting some trophies on a regular basis? Yeah, I 100% agree that it's not good enough for Spurs to, to not be lifting trophies. Uh, somehow, somehow Levy manages us well enough on the business side that we seem to enter the discussions with, with all the big clubs when they go on TV and radio and whatnot. <laughs> but um, the, the, trophy since, the, the trophy hall since 30 years ago, or 32 years ago when I was born, it's been rubbish. And, you know, not a single FA Cup and only two League Cups um, in that whole time is, is, is absolutely not good enough. Mm. But I do, I do feel uh, that a trophy will be delivered by Ange either okay. this season or next. Oh, the FA Cup, you reckon? Even, even this season or next. Obviously, this season, if you were going to say bet, bet money on us winning one, you'd probably go FA Cup. Yeah. Um, more likely the two. And then next season, we'll see how we keep developing, how the transfer windows go. But I think, mm. I feel like Andrew is going to be the, the manager to, to to put one on the table for us. Mm. Ed, your thoughts on now what Kevin said? Uh, I don't think it will be this season. I don't want to tempt fate. I just think the FA Cup probably, but a huge slice of luck. I don't think you're going to win the league and there's no other trophy available. Now, where I do agree with you, Kier, is probably next season is your best bet because if you'll probably you'll be in Europe probably, some sort, some part of Europe, it might be Champions League or Europa. I think they will. I don't think you'll get dumped out of the first round of the Kylan Cup next season and you probably, you're probably good enough with your current team next year to go on an FA Cup run. And you'll have strengthened. You've got January to strengthen. You've got the summer to strengthen. So I think you'll be better placed to launch an attack on a trophy mm. next season. This season, I think for you, it's all about consolidating Europe again. Because especially for the financial aspect, mm. the stadium and stuff, you can't afford to not be in Europe. Mm. So I think you will probably best your best bet. If you can go and get an FA Cup, by all means, you know, the wind will be in your sails. Nice day out of Wembley. Win the trophy for the first time since 91. But I think, yeah, Europe is the main focus for for Spurs. Mm. Focus on finishing in the top four, or well, top five now, and you're good enough to get that. And then next year, you know, Carlin Cup, FA Cup, mm. might even attack the league. But this year, uh, there's not too many options left. You have to win the league, which I don't think you're good enough to do, or be lucky in the FA Cup and, you know, favourable draws and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, we, 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 we definitely never know about that in, yeah. in regards to the league. I mean, people will say that it's early, but as I said, there's, I think there's a lot of things going for um, Tottenham Hotspur on that. Um, in regard, we were talking about like next season, um, you know, the expectations, and we've all been singing the praises of um, Postacoglu, and rightfully so. But I, I don't know how you, um, Kieran and um, Ed, feel about this. I always learn about my manager when they survive rough times mm -hmm. because you know when you're winning and it, it's everything is great even certain decisions you might look at and think why is he playing him or we're not actually playing well but we're winning I've been in that um, situation before but I think that will be for me the real test just to see how he um, reacts to that uh, Keir what's your thoughts on that because once everything's going well it's, it's nice isn't it it's honeymoon period but then when you you know once you start losing or getting some bad results do you reckon Ange is the guy that can steady you through 
Um, I'm not seeing any signs from him that we're going to get a, a Conte after Burnley type. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's a positive. It's not going to blow up in flames quite that that uh, dramatically. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing I'll point out would be that although he's you know he, he's fairly new to all of us here in England, where we we put pretty much all our attention on just the Premier League. Um, but he's actually like vastly experienced, isn't he? It's just in lesser leagues around the world. Yeah. But, um, he, he would have faced rough times before and, and presumably learned both the hard way and, and by getting through them um, in his younger years so I'm, I'm confident that um, when they do come which they will um, they certainly will be, be coming at some point probably in January when, when all our players yeah. are here I'm confident though that he's given me the, the, the impression that he'll be fine to, to sort of manage it and use his okay. experience use, use his cool head but um, yeah, it, it's yet to be seen isn't it okay alright well there we go Welcome back, guys. Right, as you know, on the Offside Chat, we always do Prime. If this is your first time listening, we always try to just have these debates that you usually would have on group chats in the pub with your friends. Which world-class or great player would you have had in their prime? Um, This one is very, very interesting because I remember when it was first brought to light, um, I keep mentioning the group chat, it is a very, it's an amazing group chat to be fair and one day day it may be made public but it has to be (laughs) heavily edited before um, it has been made public but this got brought up before and I was in the camp straight away, I just shut it down. I shut it down straight. I said, no, 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 no. It has to. But Kieran had made a very, very valid argument. And then I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look myself. Maybe I need to revisit certain things. Once I did, uh, my jaw dropped. And I thought, no, this is actually up for debate. So, prime Gareth Bell or prime Wayne Rooney. Let's start with Ed. The, I mean, listen, two of the greatest British players mm-hmm. of all time, record breakers, um, littered with trophies over the years. Um, I think people have listened to this first will automatically, Wayne Rooney, no, this is unbelievable, this is a joke. But Ed, who would you want in your prime and why? I'm going Wayne Rooney. Mm-hmm. It's close, but... I saw what Wayne did and I saw what Gareth did, obviously. I think why people are maybe off Wayne Rooney a little bit is because by 28, he kind of fell off a cliff. But there's mitigation for that because Mm -hmm. he was doing things at 16. He was that good. Mm -hmm. He announced himself, unfortunately, with the goal against us, August 2002, 30-yard screamer, went over Seaman's head, Yep, Mm. and then it was like remember the name and then the legend just grew 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 he gets bought by United in August 2004 announces himself with a hat-trick against Fenerbahce in the Champions League the summer before though what does he do takes us to the quarterfinals he's by far the best player of the tournament he just put England on his back and said listen I'm, I'm good then yeah I think also as well his prime a little bit was sacrificed in that United team but that's just, that just goes to show you the type of player he was he was very versatile but he had to accommodate for Tevez Babasov and obviously the emergence of CR7 but when all those guys left and he became the main man in in 2009 10 and 10 11 and I think even up to 10, uh, 11 12 you saw what he was on he was on complete dirt Rooney, listen, uh, big game player, score of great goals. He scored a lot. He's listen. He's United's great seven goal scorer and England. And in, uh, well, no. but he was. He was exactly. But I'm, I'm saying it's no mean feat to, to to be the greatest goal scorer. And he fell off a cliff after 28. But in that short time, and it was I won't even say short because it was for like 16 to, to, to 28. Mm. What a player! Mm. Now Bale. I would say probably hit greater heights because mm. he played for Real Madrid, which is the pinnacle. But with Bill, yeah, go on. Let let let's let me ask Kieran. Okay. I'm, I'm actually going to yeah. referee this properly, okay. and then we're going to bring in. Okay, the, cool, Kieran. Well, Bill 
or uh, Rooney? Let's just say, let's just find out. Okay, who, who are you going for here? Prime Bear. Yeah, or... Okay, all right. Gareth Bale and it's, and, it's, and it's not close either. Sorry? No, it's not even close. It's, Gareth Bale and it's not close. Everything you just laid out that Wayne Rooney did for a reason that he should be considered better than Bale, Gareth Bale also did just more impressively. Okay, that, that's style. That's not that's style of a substance. That's no, not. You, no, but in terms of just in terms of all of it, like you said, Wayne Rooney put uh, England on his back and carried him to a quarter final. That England team should have been going much further than a quarter-final. Gareth Bale put a Wales team in his, on his back and grew, dragged him to a semi-final. Mm-hmm. But Kieran, give, give, me, give me the mythic, yeah. Let's talk to me about Bill. Let's uh, list it out exactly how Ed did. Just revisit the listeners now that'll be like, okay, talk to us about Bill. Sell him. Let's well, go. He, okay, so Gareth Bale also started his career early at about 16. Um, obviously, he started off in the championship with Southampton because that's where that's where he came through. Mm. Uh, very quickly, he came over to Spurs. He scored in his first two uh, starts at Tottenham when he was about 17 years old in the Premier League. Then, admittedly, his uh, his stature sort of makes him sort of disappear to the reserves for a good few years. Uh, but then, when Tottenham made the, ch- uh, the season, we got into the Champions League. He burst back into the side. Uh, and scored a lot of goals together. So he moved from a left back to a left winger, right? That that was that, I think. That yeah, was... yeah, so I think they moved because um, because Asuokoto got injured, mm-hmm. uh, and he impressed so much that when Asuokoto got came back, they they put him uh, further up the field. They put uh, Bale further up the field, and mm-hmm. uh, Okoto back to left back. And that's when he really started to, to go. And then uh, he you know he scored a lot of goals to get to the Champions League. But getting into the Champions League at that point was completely unheard of. Uh, then when he gets to Champions League, you mentioned Rooney announced himself on the scene with a hat trick on his Champions League debut, which Bale didn't get a hat trick on his Champions League debut. But his second appearance, he set up four goals for Tottenham in one game uh, for us to qualify properly. Uh, in his second game, I believe it was in the group stages, he got his hat trick at the San Siro, which was a more impressive hat trick than Rooney's one against uh, Penabache. He then had his follow-up appearance against Macon uh, uh, in that Champions League run to Spurs as well. Uh, and then he goes to Real Madrid and wins five Champions League which puts the whole thing to bed. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, I mean, look, as I, as I said, you know, when, when this was first brought to my attention, I just ran straight to Rooney. And then now that's why we're going to, this is where the tussle begins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're going to kind of look at moments. I'm going to be asking both of you these things. Right. Ed, you've heard what um, Kieran has said. Yeah. And it's very impressive. This is. The hat-trick against um, Inter Milan. And let's, some context this isn't Fenerbahce Inter Milan were actually European champion were they was that's the season after is that correct yeah, I think it's a season, season or season two a couple of seasons after yeah. so he they basically ended make Maicon's yeah. career that was he, it he, now, he, he destroyed it yeah, yeah so he's not now you know he has mentioned moments as well here so it's true he has carried Wells on his back um, a lesser team and got them into You're a right. uh, major tournament there he has also made the move to Real Madrid to go to Real Madrid not any club but when he's there it's five Champions Leagues but okay let's not just talk about the Champions League because people could say you've got CR7 there as well mm-hmm. but so did Rooney have CR7 so he played a huge part of his five um, titles there um, has that kind of changed your mind because I know we shouldn't say oh players have to move to another team or another country and they seem a little bit more versatile you remember the Maradona one oh look he, you know does that change certain things that Kevin has said to you? No, no. It highlights why he will choose Bell, but also you forget he's a Spurs fan, so he's he's always going to choose Bell. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I, I believe so. It doesn't matter what Rooney did. I believe Bell. If Bell had stayed at uh, Spurs, it would be him over Kane as the best ever. But that's neither here nor there. Mm. Teams probably wanted Rooney. Yeah. And I believe if he was to leave at 25, we don't know for certain. But I could, I could probably assume that Madrid will be after him. Barcelona, every top club, yeah. if if Rooney said, I'm leaving at 25, they would have come in for him. Mm. Now, Rooney's argument was, I'm already at a club with the same stature as a, man, as a yeah. Real Madrid. And, uh, I mean, he won five league titles and yeah. the Champions League. It's, it's The way people talk about Man United, I know Man United have been rubbish for 10 years. But when Rooney was there, CR7, Rio, all these guys, Man United were on the same level to some degree as a Bayern Munich Barcelona Real Madrid of course in terms of stature and of Ferguson course. was there as well mm. ruling the roost now their European stature isn't as great as the other teams I've mentioned mm. but when you talk about Man United 
in all of world football, they probably have either one or two as the greatest ever brand. They are massive world over. Mm. They can rival anybody. Commercially, they're one of the strongest teams, if not yeah. the strongest to yeah. ever do it. Yep. And Rooney was there doing it all. Right. Okay. And he was doing it there. Okay. Let's let's just try to um, chop this up a bit. You're right. They both started very young. Um, Bell fans would argue that look, Rooney went at 18 to Manchester United. Yeah. It's already a machine. You've got Sir Alex Ferguson there. You know, it, it's a place where I'm not saying you can sink or swim there, of course, but yeah. it's a place where they, they're going to but, be winning. But, but can I say this? The pressure for an 18 year old boy to go to arguably the greatest club ever mm. and deliver is way easier than a kid coming from Wales in, cha- in the championship then going to Spurs now and this is no disrespect to Spurs he was player of the year though that's fine Spurs. so he you know yeah. Spurs are not Manchester United exactly. he was out he, he was outperforming the players in that okay. league he, Zaha went to United and arguably he was in the midst of when Ferguson left but mm. he didn't have the best time players yeah. to go to United is not easy I agree you know what I mean mm. you can say it's a machine but look at Diego Forlan look at Veron there's players that had bigger stature name, names than Rooney at the time mm. and they, they didn't exactly acclimatise mm. you know it's very difficult and you have to and listen with all the pressure on him people pulling him in all directions listen to, to do what he did you can't just say oh bail and it's not even close right Kieran respond to that um, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, there was more pressure on Rooney really going to United at a young age than there was Bale going to Spurs. But it, mm. it, you know, I don't think that's hugely relevant to who you'd have in their, in their prime. You know, in their prime, you're talking about, you know, Rooney. How, what was Rooney's prime, would we say? 20, 25? Uh, his prime would probably be from around. 18 that in the ascendancy to about 25, 26 by 28 I'd, I'd admit he had a lot of miles on him he'd been playing football non-stop he didn't probably take the best care of himself he did teeter on the you know the chubby side a little bit there was you know some outside stuff that probably said okay cool you're not taking it as seriously and he didn't keep himself in top, tip-top condition which led to him falling off at 28, 29 mm. but I thought he was completely done I will raise you that but the years been before that mm. there wasn't many better put it this way I said this Rooney could do everything Bell could do I don't know if Rooney, uh, Bell could do everything Rooney could do mm. right that's interesting now um, because I think uh, what you've said about Rooney I, I think he was uh, because he was more versatile I think that and I think he was happy with that, with Rooney. That's the thing. I think he's a, a player that you would want to have in your team uh, because he did. I'm not, it's disrespectful to say play second fiddle to Ronaldo, but he would have to shift. Have to. Have yeah, to. you know, when he left, left, he went into yeah. forward. Honestly, it's fantastic. But I was looking at the goals, Ed, yeah? And I was thinking, I actually thought that Rooney and Gareth Bell were kind of close on the unbelievable goals. And I watched their clips. And Bell is ahead. You reckon Bell got more My unbelievable gosh. goals than well? When I look, I, I th- do you know what I think is happening here? And um, we're only seeing Bell from um, Spurs, but even Bell from Spurs, there's only a few players I think in the Premier League. I'm going to mention Thierry Henry as well, Rooney as well, because he he scored fantastic goals. But I'm talking about like elite goals when you're like you don't score tap you don't like tappings Henry. But if you look at Bell's goals for Spurs. The one against, um, I think there was one against Norwich when he's running from the halfway line, the free kicks. But it was at Real Madrid where, honestly, Ed, <laughs> that's when I thought, okay, we're not seeing league all the time. Afkir can account to this. The volley in the Champions League against Borussia Dortmund is the type of goals he scored. I think he scored one off the post, Osasuna. Um, the goal in the Copa del Rey final against Barcelona. He's running yeah, off the pitch. Yeah. Off the pitch. yeah. Um, and then we look at... And then Rooney's probably got one of the Rooney's, greatest in the Premier League Rooney's for that one. Kick, the volley against Newcastle. He scored two from the halfway line. ridiculous, yeah. The volley against Newcastle. But looking at both of those goals... Okay, so what would we say Rooney's top goals are? Quick, quickly. So the volley against for, Newcastle. For me, the volley against Newcastle. Yeah, that's one of the greatest ever. He was so mad. Remember, he's arguing with the ref. Yeah. He's having it with the ref. Next thing you know, boom. Yeah. 
and then he's so angry he's kicking the ball he's, he's vexed that's, that's for me that's one of my favourite goals I've ever seen I agree. From, from Rooney mm. the overhead kick against United, uh, Man City in the, Man City in the Manchester derby yeah he's got two from the halfway line one for United against West Ham and another one for Everton yeah yeah like yeah that was mad right um, what about yourself um, Kieran in regards to goals memorable goals and then we're going to talk about the big big moments um, well, memorable goals the Champions League overhead kick from Bale in the final mm-hmm. against Liverpool. Um, his, his volley against Stoke for Spurs. Where he yeah, that, that was mad from the angle. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. That was that was unbelievable. Uh, what other one does he got? The one in the um, Copa del Rey final against Barca where he runs off that the side just... of the pitch. Um, there was a there was a volley. I think Noel, you mentioned it from Champions League, which just he called perfectly. Well, the technique, his side flow, like that was the one ridiculous. against West Ham. When he's run up, he's done a madness and he's run to um, AVB. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that one because you could tell he was annoyed. He felt he'd just been fouled. Yeah. He just took. He didn't want to yeah. take it, so he just he, he demands the ball and just bangs it from first. So they're both yeah, scorers yeah. of fantastic. Let's just look at moments as well because you've you've got to look at okay, these are like key moments. We always do it. When I say this, some people um, say, "Oh no, you can't really look at moments." But you know, once we were discussing Zidane, of course you can. You look at the two goals in the World Cup final. You look at Hamden Park yeah. two thousand and for, for two. Me, that goal might be the greatest goal. I've ever seen because the degree of difficulty oh you talk about Zidane's, Zidane's goal was crazy you couldn't you can't do that because <laughs> he was head high and his leg is head high and he's maxing yeah, yeah. that is just and he's weaker foot madness yeah absolute madness so we so moments count Rooney's moments over Bell's moments Ed this is where I probably lose because I think moments Bell might have a bit more because mm. it's the Champions League and things like that but there's another goal I'd raise you that's quite underrated for uh, Rooney. He's going against Barca in, in uh, 2011 um, Champions, oh, League the Champions League final. Oh, Champions League final, yeah. Good goal. Yeah. Walks it round and then smashes it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, he, he, he always, for me, was a big game player. He had a massive chip on his shoulder. And what he used to do to Arsenal, I think he had, like, 10 and 12 at one point. He just was always guaranteed a goal mm. against Arsenal. Always. He rose it against Chelsea. He put uh, City to the sword. Liverpool, he was all right against. So, what was his greatest moment? Rooney's greatest moment for me. But you say, uh, okay, yeah, I, I, I think in a Premier League is probably the bicycle kick against City. That the, one, I think. The bicycle kick is probably his best goal, and obviously. Oh no, not over the Newcastle. That Newcastle. That, um, yeah, but because it's a bicycle overhead kick, and it's in the Manchester derby. You know what I mean? But I, th- I think there was a run where I think he, he, he hurt his head and he had to wear the headband, yeah? Mm. And I think he went on like a 10-game winning streak, a goal goal um, goal scoring streak, mm. and just pure headers. Like, things like that, like where there was a lot of doubts on Rooney because it was like, oh, you play second field to Tevez, Ronaldo, X, Y, Z. And then when he went in as the nine and people were thinking, hold on, you, you don't score that many goals anymore. What's going on? And he just said, okay, cool. I think one season he had 24, next season he had 26 in the league, mm. and he was like 30 overall. I think when when he hurt his head, and for some reason he was just obsessed with just heading, 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 uh, and he was in the Champions League, on a, or in the Champions League run, I would say those, those are impressive, but I, I think it's the Manchester uh, derby goal. Derby. That's probably his, his greatest ever goal. I'd probably say it's for him, Yeah, that might be his his pinnacle, but my favourite is the, the Newcastle yeah. goal. Key. Um moments key moments um, I think for Bale you probably do have to go for the bicycle kick against Liverpool I've mentioned that a few times so I'll, I'll mention his first um, his first fire Champions League final against Atletico Madrid where he goal, head game yeah. changer yeah. game yeah. changer yeah. Yeah. yeah he scored a huge goal and, and that was just so that was, obviously he's only done one season in in Spain at that point and the British players don't tend to be accepted too much over there but they obviously that, that first season he had he hit the ground running seriously so I think I think yeah that, that one was where everyone realised that he was going to he was probably going to get to somewhere close to where his ceiling was um, that was yeah a big game for him mm. I think it was interesting as well with those I think yeah both of you raised some good points I think we've got to look at finals as well because Manchester United we're getting into finals I know it's unfair because it's a team game but we've got to look at these players if these are the special players did they make the difference in the final and Bale will win that one won't he because yeah. Man United I think it was three Champions League finals he did score yeah. he did score against Barcelona yeah. but Bale has got three goals in Champions League finals but then you can argue that you know 
he didn't start that many. He come off the bench in like twenty eighteen. It's, yeah. it's moments, but yeah. then for me, what I would say is, it kind of went weird for Bale mm. at Madrid after being like almost indispensable, right? And the next thing you know, he's nowhere to be seen, doesn't start many games and you're hearing reports about him playing golf all the time. Didn't want to learn a language. Not that that makes any difference, but, yeah. you know, things like that. And if you're meant to be the marquee player. They they, they spent the most no, money on you. But you've got CR7. I think we knew he, Bell is not the marquee player. Oh, I know he was, know, but, but CR7 is the greatest goal of course. So I think he was kind of... But for it yeah. to go... Because remember, they, they pulled out all the stops to get him. They did not. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, then and I mean, it worked out. It worked out until yeah. it didn't. Because he... I mean, he retired at 32. Yeah. Rooney, initially, he was a... He was a long, slow decline. Mm. But, you know, Bell's done at 32. Rooney was done at, like, I think, 36. Mm. So they both had like shortest careers. Mm. They done a lot in a, in a time, but Bale was done at thirty two. Why? He had a lot more left in the tank. Is it because he, did, he didn't love the game? I just think he didn't. Yeah. I just. But I'm just. I, you, I think he didn't have anything else to do. I think he. I think he felt like Champions he, Leagues. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, he, I think he was only motivated by Wales at the end of it. Mm. Um, and when he when he when he put the Welsh shirt on, he was still putting out performances. Yeah. I would argue, even in that late stage. But um, I think that was the only thing that was motivating him. I don't think the club football was, was sort of getting to him anymore. Really, I think he he sort of completed it a little bit in his own mind. Obviously, not not mm. me saying that. Yeah, I think it's. Do you know what's so interesting is I've just thought about this now, and both of you have mentioned this that Rooney has actually played with CR Seven and obviously and Gareth Bell, and they've both as good as they are had to kind of play second fiddle yeah. I looked at it the other day Cristiano Ronaldo we, this is for another show but I just want to mention this that's probably the greatest transfer in the history of f- football what to, to any every team no no it? in terms of you pay money for something yeah. and what you get back yeah it's crazy he li- they paid was it 80 mil 80 mil yeah 80 mil they paid for him and he's got more goals than appearances more goals than itself so f- over 400 goals for Real Madrid you are there greatest ever goal scorer yeah. now look at the names who have played for them before Raul right? Di Stefano yeah you know what I mean and that, that Di Stefano Pushkas that sort of era yeah. they won five Champions Leagues was it four in a row or five in a row I think yeah four in a row I think in the 60s right but, yeah. but he's but he, he's equaled that now yeah. not in a row but he's got five yeah. and he's your greatest ever goal scorer and that's 80 mil how much did they sell him for Kier to Juventus 100 yeah and they got they got money they, they yeah. bro like they rinsed him not rinsed him but they 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 got got their money's worth and still made a profit. I've never I don't know if there's been a better transfer, but no, it's not it's not close. That that that, that is, no. but those two had to kind of play second fielder. So coming back to your main point there, Ed, about he was the marquee signer. I think he was, but he was still doing that while CR seven was doing that. But same thing with Wayne Rooney, right? Could Wayne Rooney? Do what Bell did at, at, at Real Madrid. I don't see why. And then not. I'll go to Kieran after. I, I don't see why not. Mm, it's okay. a less taxing league. It's more technical, mm-hmm. and I think people don't talk about Rooney's technical ability enough. I believe, and and that's why I give him the edge. When I said Rooney could do what Bell could do, and Bell couldn't, is because I, I've seen passing ability from Rooney now it's unfair because Bell was a left winger XYZ but I'm talking about dictating from passing long and short I'd never really saw that from Bell it was more it was once they kick and run that's a, that's a bit of a liberty mm. but it was it was very direct mm. he had decent feet and he had a very absolute, good feet absolute, yeah. absolute wand of a left foot mm. when he hit that ball one of the cleanest strikers I've ever seen that ball stayed hit, and it's dry, and you could see it even in even when he took free kicks. Connection, boom, back of the net. But I'm saying I don't think you could drop Bale in the middle of the park and him dictate. Oh yeah, different. Yeah, I've been there. Different okay, players, okay. There was, so more, there was more feathers to Rooney's bow than I, I believe Bale had. Because you see, you saw Bear, you saw Rooney. He played. He played left wing. He played number nine. He played on the right. Played. Mm. Um, but where in would the you play him in your? That's that's the thing. We're gonna go to Kieran. But where would you play? Because this is prime. So just say I was building a team and I was like, okay, so you're gonna have players in those sort of areas. But where would you put him? Uh, and would he would he get into that team? I 
he doesn't get into the all-time eleven in the prem. But I think he Rooney, doesn't. What Rooney? No, no, because think okay, does he get, uh, does he get in ahead of Henri? No, Shearer probably not. There's an argument for Suarez. There's an argument for Aguero. But Bell, Bell doesn't get in because on the left it might be so Salah on the right and then. Um, Ronaldo on the left mm. so Bell ain't getting in they're, they're on the bench so yeah. but Bell you can only play him on the left you can only play him on the left or the right I think did he play on the right as well he could but on the left He'll devastating right he's yeah. devastating with, with Rooney I'll play him on, on the 9 I could play him on the oh, like 10 mm. or just second striker main striker I won't play him on the left mm. or he, he, start, he, was in mid, he was in midfield by the end of his career yeah Kieran um other way around could Bell do what Rooney did and make that impact at Manchester United yeah absolutely uh, he could have obviously they're, they're different types of players that's yeah. the thing that's worth keeping in mind but um, yeah I'm absolutely certain the Man United fans would love Gareth Bale they, having been lucky enough to have watched him you know and plenty of times when he was at Spurs it's impossible to, to not sort of uh, accept him when he first arrives at the club I know Madrid fans turned on him towards the end few sort of attitude problems from, from Bale's side but um, when he's on the pitch it, it's almost impossible to not get behind him when yeah. he's on your team yeah. so they, they would have they would have loved him at United and he was so good in the Premier League that uh, yeah he would have definitely scored goals back back in Perth's team it would have been it would have been a joke of course and yeah. I remember he ruined Rio I think he retired him <laughs> I remember that. yeah I remember the goal I said oh Rio's dusted I said no he's actually finished because yeah I remember that he, the way he outpaced him mm. I said yeah Rio you're done you're, mm. you're done <laughs> I think he retired after him he said yeah. no 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 this guy is fake I think listen this 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 debate will go on and on but I'm glad because obviously just to bring it to the masses to be yeah. fair because it's not a clean cut and it's a tough one looking at international level 111 games for um Gareth Bale 41 goals yeah um, obviously and we do know with Wayne Rooney 120 53 so yeah. again it's just it's, it's you're splitting fine fine hairs yeah and the reason why there might be a stronger case for um, Gareth Bale is because he's it's recency bias mm. you remember him a, a little bit more because he played recently yeah, but again, when he came back to Spurs, he was a shell of himself. Yeah, but he got one and two. I yeah, I think he was. I think twenty appearances night, but yeah. he just wasn't the same bail. You look, mm. you're looking at. I won't say caricature, but like, mm. yeah, that, that that was gone. Yeah, well, there you go. I'm very sure this debate will run. On.